0: you'll meet our partners, you'll meet our friends, you'll quickly discover how you can improve your life. So listen in and enjoy the show.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Aaron Liu. I'm the mortgage agent from Land City Mortgage. And today I'm the host of our podcast show, Wisdom, Lifestyle and Money. And today we want to focus on talking about the immigration law and for the people who are interested in coming to Canada. And before we are getting into that, allow me to introduce my special guest today, and Ms. Hodge Alciat. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thanks, Erin. Thank you so much for coming. And I'm excited that we're going to bring lots of valuable information to the audience. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So before we get into the detail, I would like to know a little bit about yourself and how did you choose your career path and what drove you to become an immigration
2: lawyer? Well, actually, um, I went into law school not thinking I would do immigration at all. It was the last thing on my list of things to do. I come from an immigrant family and coming from an immigrant family, Your family and your family's family and friends, they always want to come to you and ask you for immigration advice, even though I wasn't an immigration lawyer at the time. Um, So for me, I was like, I will not be an immigration lawyer. That is not what I want to do. But then I started practicing. I did my articling. I did a little bit of immigration, criminal law, and real estate. And I realized I actually love it. I ended up going in immigration and real estate.
1: That's good to know. So you were immigrant as well? Like I am. Things, so you came to Canada since you were...
2: I started university here. I lived in the U.S. before, but with university, I moved to Canada and started my journey here. Yeah. Oh,
1: nice. Good to know. Same here. I was an international student and I settled down here now
2: okay yeah that's
1: good yeah so i do feel like studying in canada is a way to help the people get a residency in canada so because based on my experience i was international student and i needed to apply the school here and i need to finish the else test for sure but for all the legal paperwork like my high school in china they took care of it do you mind if you can t- talk about yeah, a little bit, bit sure. about that how does it work to be a become an international student. So
2: I, Like you said, international student, uh, it's one of the doors to come to Canada. And I would say it's one of the best doors. It opens many avenues for you later on to apply for permanent residence in Canada. So I do suggest it for a lot of uh, clients and especially younger ones who are looking to permanently stay in Canada. I would tell them, yes, apply as an international student and that'll open many doors for you, which we can talk about later on. But generally speaking, uh, to become an international student, you need to apply to the university or college that you want to get into and make sure it's an accredited one that will get recognized by Immigration Canada to be able to, to use that later on. Uh, so once you apply to them, you get accepted, you do your IELTS exam. These are the first steps in then applying to uh, become an international student or a student visa.
1: Okay, student visa. I I remember that. So yeah, uh, based on I just would like to know based on your surveys, while you help on the study visa, or like, would you help on applying the
2: school as well, or it's like, uh... so we don't do that aspect. Uh, We can guide the person to the guidance counselor or whoever they need to talk to at the university they're looking to get into, but we don't necessarily do that aspect itself. But once they do have an acceptance, then we take that and we apply for the study visa. We let them know all the different things that they need to do that would help their application become a strong application. And uh, then we apply for them for a study permit. Sounds good. That's good.
1: Yeah, definitely having a professional lawyer to help you do all the paperwork. You won't make any mistake to delay the process or the the research.
2: Yeah. I tell people you can probably do the application yourself. It's an application at the end of the day, but the, the role of a lawyer is that they know the process. They know what you need to add as extra things, the documents you need to add that would make it a more holistic application yeah. and would give you the best chance possible.
1: That's so true. I agree with you. Yeah, so after school, um, I graduate and I know that's how like for us being international students uh what are the like are they able to like still stay in canada after graduate
2: after they graduate yes so uh once a person graduates uh, there is the postgraduate work permit which they can apply to and the postgraduate work permit it, it's up to three years uh maximum and i know right now with uh with the COVID protocols they have uh, a policy for that where you can extend it for 18 more months maximum. That's perfect. But uh, at the same time, once you uh, apply to the postgraduate work permit, depending on how long you've studied, that also gives you, you can gain work experience and that helps you apply for permanent residence. So these are all different steps that open, again, once you apply for international student, they open the door for you to gain points, gain access, gain experience in order to apply later on for different programs in Canada.
1: Sounds good. And does the post-education, was that post-education? Post-graduate work okay, permit. Okay, sorry. Does the post-graduate visa similar or same thing with the work visa?
2: It is. So it's a work permit. It's for graduate students from a university or college in Canada. And what it does is that you can work any job, essentially. So it's not a specific work permit where you have to work only a specific job, but it, you can pretty much work any job. So you have students who get, say, for example, a, a business degree. And after that business degree, then they apply for the postgraduate work permit. And once they get that, they let's say they're a manager at Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. With that work experience, it might be relevant or it might not be relevant to their degree. But with that work experience, it opens the doors for Canadian Experience class, which is a federal program for permanent residency. Uh, it opens the door for different provincial programs in Ontario. So again, it's, it's, it opens the doors for you, and I can't stress that enough.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So after graduate, like, based on my own experience, I got married with my Boyfriend, which is my who is my husband right now. So the way I got the permanent residence is my husband sponsored me to get my PR card. And is there any other way they can get a PR like for the international student like me before? And besides getting married and get sponsored by the I husband, I love special sponsorships.
2: Yeah. I I feel like a little bit of I'm not cupid, but I I make put the application together <laughs> to. to Put the best face forward. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's a side note. But um, for international students, you have federal programs like Express Entry, which is the most common one. A lot of people know about Express Entry, which has the Canadian experience class within it. So with Canadian experience, you don't need to have a Canadian education, uh, but you need to have at least one year of work experience okay, in Canada. Okay, i heard that, yeah. But it does help to have uh, like study or studying right. in Canada yeah. uh, so that's one thing but it also there's the provincial programs that uh, for international students for uh, master students graduate students PhD students
1: higher level of education yes people. but okay. also
2: just international students in general okay uh, there is programs for permanent residency that stem from being an international student and then having a job offer later on or after you graduate you get a job offer and that opens the door for permanent residency i there was a program that opened in 2021 it was it was called the may 6 policy okay uh, program and a lot of international students might remember that but it was uh, something that a policy put in place and they asked for 30,000 to 45,000 students, international students, either they're international students just with a job offer. You didn't have to have work experience or anything like that. Or your job was vital for Canadian economies like uh, doctors, healthcare workers, things field. like that. Okay. Um, and in a matter of 24 hours, 45,000 or 30,000 of these spots were filled and it was closed. Oh. So that's how fast these spots get filled. And um, it was such an amazing policy. We didn't know it was coming. They said it, they announced it a little bit beforehand. Mm-hmm. But things like that are opportunities right. that become accessible for people who do their studies here. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I remember I heard like during the COVID, so that Canada really opened their door to welcome the newcomers. And they, you know, they they just opened the door. and
2: They, they did a lot of uh, exceptional policies. And these policies helped ease a lot of the restrictions that were there before. So you had a lot of restrictions before for visitor visas. So for example, if someone is coming to visit their spouse or they want to come visit their Canadian spouse, there is restrictions on this. And a lot of times they'll get rejected because the officer will say, I don't believe you're returning back to your country. Whereas this person, it could be true. It's likely to be true. If you're coming to visit your spouse, you're likely to stay with them or find a way to extend your visa. So a lot of times they were uh, rejected before COVID, but during COVID they made exceptions and a lot of spouses were able to come and visit and stay and have their applications processed from within Canada. So that was such a great thing for a lot of people. I know there was like these policies with students extending their work permits. Extending their stay within Canada, essentially, in order to be able to work on the next step while inside Canada, so that also helped a lot. So,
1: how does like how does it look like right now? Is that still like they're more open, or like they get back to the restriction that you had they had before?
2: Uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So, with the visitor visas, I would say they went back to pre-COVID times, so it's not as easy anymore. With different policies, there have been different policies, like I mentioned earlier. For example, with the a postgraduate study permit, where you have a, a chance to just extend it up to eighteen months after it expires. Before that, there were no such exceptions. Once it expired, that's it. You cannot extend after that, unless you have a job over there. Um, if you have a job, then it's, it moves on to something different. Now it's an LMIA work permit or a job-specific work permit. Um, but the postgraduate work permit was done yeah but with the covid uh, protocols and policies that came into place they did allow for things like that or to be able to change your visitor visa into a job specific work permit Uh, so if you find a job and someone is able to give you a job offer then you can switch that over that was not there before
1: okay i see yeah because i saw the canada um, they hosted, like, over 800,000 international students in 2022. And based on this number, like, we have seen the number has been increasing since the past few years. How do you think of it? And do you think,
2: what sectors are going to impact? I definitely see a lot of uh, students being accepted, a lot of people going into health. Mm-hmm. Uh, like health. Nurse, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Because so because
1: of COVID, I think.
2: Possibly, yeah. or because they're always needed here in Canada. Right. I mean, Canada needs the people. Uh, with Canada and the immigration system, there's a lot of faults mm-hmm. and it's very slow. And I'll tell you, the backlog is crazy just with dealing, dealing with it on behalf of clients. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, they have been looking to get more people mm-hmm. in Canada and have been trying to open more programs. Mm-hmm. I always tell people you always have better chances of finding something to become a permanent residence if you are in Canada because programs will open for people in Canada more so than those outside. And they'll always try to seek programs to for you know, international students, workers, things to help them become permanent residents more so than those who are outside Canada. Mm-hmm. So that's always something to that'll help those in Canada to look forward to. Um but at the end of the day just canada needs people it needs people to occupy jobs there's a lot of industries that just need manpower so all of these things at the end of the day they will have to they will have to find ways to open programs to people in order to come to canada and just those who are working in canada right now there is a lot of people working in Canada and there are different pathways opening to them for permanent residency as well. Uh,
1: so my another question is uh, beside being an international student and or the sponsorship, like what are the other for the people who doesn't want to study or but they have money, like, do they have some special program they can like invest in business to become a permanent
2: resident? Yeah, I mean there is investment business programs uh, open in different provinces. Each province uh, has their own qualifications, own restrictions, everything. It's different, essentially, for each province. But in Ontario, there is also programs for business investment visas, things like that, that are open for people with money who invest in a business or who buy a business or create a business structure that helps the economy of Canada at the end of the day. Now, they closed it when it comes to buying and investing in in real estate uh, just because of how that has impacted that industry but they are they have opened it and it's been open for other kinds of uh, industries and things like that to invest for something that will help the Canadian economy at the end of the day.
1: Speaking of the permanent residency, my husband got his Canadian citizenship. So I would like to know how do you transition from permanent residence to the
2: Canadian citizenship? Okay, so to transition from that, it's quite, there's a few different obligations that you have to meet. The first is the time period. Um, so you have to have 1096 days living in Canada, which is three years out of the past five years. Um, To live in Canada in order to be eligible to apply for citizenship. Besides that, you have to have language, so English or French, and up to level five. So if you took classes as a PR or anything like that, then it would have to be up to level five. Now, there is exemptions from that, which I'll talk about after, but these are the main things. And then you have to have, obviously, police clearance. You filed your taxes living here. All the information that you have and collected in the past five years, they look at that. So these are the main requirements when it comes to applying for citizenship. Uh, Some people now haven't met that time period and they've lived outside of Canada, so they wouldn't meet it. So even if they meet everything else, but they haven't met the time eligibility to be the 1096 days within Canada, they will not meet that and they'll have to actually meet the full time period in order to apply
1: is that the way they have to keep their pr car as well you gotta like three years out of five years to able to be able to
2: for pr it's uh, actually less than that it's just to maintain your pr it's 730 days out of the past five years Despite that, you'd be surprised how many people will come, and they actually haven't j- lived the seven hundred and thirty days. And it doesn't have to be right after each other. It doesn't have to be collective. It's accumulated. It's just exactly okay. over the past five years. Yeah. So some people will live outside of Canada. They'll come on vacation, and then they won't. They won't maintain that time period, and then they'll try to fight it later on. Um, Are they only, able to do that? So? Not always. If there was very convincing. Uh, reasons of why, then perhaps when you appeal, they will listen to that. Mm -hmm. If you were with your Canadian spouse, living with your Canadian spouse outside of Canada, they had a government job or they had a job with a Canadian company, that would still count for you. So it wouldn't count against you, but not everyone has that, of course. So these are different things to look out for to make sure to maintain that time. At the very least, maintain your permanent residence status, your PR status, while while you have it, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah great information. And now,
1: um, as we know, Canada aim to welcome four hundred sixty five thousand people, the newcomers, uh, for the permanent residency. And how do you think of that as
2: well? It's great that there is initiatives like that. I know there has been an announcement regarding something like that. I haven't seen the concrete policies that will push for for that uh, exactly, but it's a positive step to have an announcement uh, to say that we need this manpower, we need people immigrating to Canada, and we're gonna move or take steps towards that. Um, I'm hoping to see more policy and more, you know, something more concrete come into play. Perfect, and also, um,
1: is there any difference or common things to be a permanent
2: residence
1: and a Canadian citizen?
2: Yes. Uh, So with your permanent residence, it can always be revoked. So as a lawyer, I'll tell people your permanent residence, it's great that you got it, absolutely amazing, but also make sure, depending on how you got it, for example, if someone got their permanent residency as a refugee claimant and then they applied for their permanent residence as a protected person, they cannot go back to their country of origin or any country that they have been persecuted in. Because doing that, they revoke their permanent residency. That's one. Any criminal charges or convictions. So, not charges, but if charges become convictions, so criminal convictions that lead up to uh, jail of six months or more, that can revoke your permanent residency. Things like that re- revoke your permanent residency. Whereas, if you're a citizen, that doesn't. Criminal charges, criminal convictions, these things do not revoke your permanent, uh, your citizenship. This is, I would say, the most important difference uh, between the two. One you can be revoked, the other cannot. And uh, other than that, there is voting. One, obviously, you, as a citizen, you can vote. As a permanent residence, you cannot. Uh, and you have to maintain your l- time period in Canada, like I mentioned before, as a permanent residence. Whereas as a citizen, once you become citizen, if you live outside of Canada... You do not lose your citizenship
1: okay so i have a interesting question i would like to ask your opinions so we have the foreign buyer buying this year and um, for the foreigners they couldn't buy the real estate property up to three units and do you think this ban will impact the immigrants coming to canada Will it slow down the newcomers what's your thought? i don't
2: think so because In essence, these foreign buyers who are buying these properties or investing in these properties are not the majority of buyers. But they have impacted in such a way, especially in different regions, whether whether Toronto, Vancouver, places like that. Mm -hmm. That's where the majority of buying is. But majority of foreigners coming to Canada have been either workers, students, spouses, applying for PR programs, different investment programs even. Uh, So I, I don't think it would would really, uh, stop immigrants from coming. Uh, also at the same time, even the ban, like the ban has some exceptions to it. So workers, immigrants working in Canada can still buy. They still have to pay the 20%, but they can still buy. International students can buy, uh, protected persons. So people who had the refugee claim accepted, they can buy as well as, uh, people who have spouses who are Canadian can buy. So these are all exceptions that are allowing. Essentially, they're just trying to ban investing in a property and kind of just leaving it and going. But it's still allowing those who are living in Canada as immigrants to buy properties.
1: That's true. Yeah, because I have seen lots of international students or the people who has a work visa right now, they are trying to buy the house that they're going to live in. Uh, in like right now or in the future but they they it's good like they don't got stuck here and they will still have ability to buy the property which i think is a great news for them yeah. and here's my last question i would like to know and since we're both immigrants and why do you think canada is a great place to come
2: or immigrants <laughs> that's a big loaded question <laughs> i'd say beaver tails first of all <laughs> but. I- Canada has uh, opportunities. It's many opportunities, and it needs the people here, right? It's not just that, but the people, everything that makes it. I lived in the states before this. I lived Michigan, North Carolina, Virginia. I've lived in Iowa, everywhere. Um, but at the end of the day, when I moved to Windsor, and I know a lot, not a lot of people like Windsor, but I love Windsor actually. I love Windsor too. Me too. It's such a small town. Hello, It's family town. oriented. Yeah, I love the coffee shops. You guys oh yeah, have so Which many way? Like... Well, there's a new coffee shop called Yemeni Corner. I love that yeah. place. Coffee Exchange was like my original. <laughs> Tallulah, <laughs> like there's so many, but it's, uh, I mean, there's it's so vast and so different. The landscape is different from here to Toronto to Vancouver to right. Quebec. Like there is so many places that I hope to visit all one day. I haven't. You know, had the ability to visit all of them yet, but there is so many places that are vastly different. There is so many opportunities, things like that. Now, I hope I can see the policy come into place where it allows more people to come in. I know know, it's been announced, and I'm hoping to see the groundwork for that.
1: I'm excited for that too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that's all for today, and thank you so much for coming and. Uh, It's really educational and informative today for today's podcast. And yeah, I... It's my pleasure, Erin. No problem. Thank you for your time again. Yeah.
0: If you're serious about real estate investing and you want to take it to the next level with the least amount of time and mistakes, then you're going to want to sign up for our real estate investor hub. Visit CanadianRealEstateNetwork.com and hit the blue button or banner that says free investor resources. Inside you'll have access to real estate investing courses, networking opportunities, webinars featuring industry professionals, as well as dedicated chat channels to share and get access to unique properties. I look forward to seeing you there.